0: Hey there, it's Susan Bradley, and you are on the roadmap to 50K. You know I'm building a new store, you know I'm doing it on Shopify, and I'm sharing what I do every step of the way. And this week, we're actually going to dive into someone else's business because you are going to love her story. We're talking to our Inner Circle member, Kelly, who is celebrating her first year of being in the Inner Circle And the fact that after five years, she's finally able to pay herself. So, buckle up. It's a great story. I love this because I think you can do it too. We'll see you on the inside. Welcome to the roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e commerce business. So, Buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. So welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. I am here uh, with Kelly Barth. She is so lovely. She is on a Saturday morning hiding from her kids on her phone just to share with you how she has built a business that finally pays her. So I'm not going to talk. I'm going to let Kelly do the talking and I'm going to have her introduce herself and say hi to everyone and tell them all about you and Kabooties. Hi, I'm Kelly. I own
1: Kabooties and I've been running the business now for about six years and it started honestly more as a craft project that just kind of got out of control until it turned into a business. My son needed shoes he was learning to walk and i couldn't find any that worked for him and i had tried every shoe from every store either they wouldn't go on his feet they would fall off right away or the soles were just too hard for him to learn how to walk so i sat at the sewing machine and i came out with something that worked and then my friends started asking for those shoes and then they suggested i put them on etsy so i did you know just i thought it would be fun and then i started getting emails from stores asking if they could buy my shoes to carry in their stores, and so a business was born out of that first initial craft project. And here I am, six years later.
0: Yeah, and so you told me. I think so many people start that way. But something interesting that you told me was you don't eat meat, so leather was completely out of the question. And so, how important yes. is that to your customers? Is that a personal thing, or is is that something that uh, your customers get excited about? So it's kind of a twofold benefit. I would say about.
1: Um, 20 to 30% of my customers are actually vegan and they've sought out my brand because there's not a lot of vegan options. The other benefit of my shoes being vegan is that they're machine washable. You can throw them right in with your laundry and you don't have to think about how to clean them. So that has been the more popular benefit of them not being made out of leather.
0: Yeah, because I remember the little leather baby shoes, they say you can wash them, but they don't tell you they're not going to be that pretty after you wash. them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you don't dry them out the right way, they get stinky. And yeah.
0: <laughs> For sure. When you came to the Inner Circle, you've been with us a year now. I'm so excited and so proud of you because you uh, actually just put your head down and did the work. And you give us mm-hmm. updates like every now and then you'll pop up and you'll say, here's what I'm working on. And um, what I didn't know, but you you told me a, a while ago was that because you had been working at your business for five years, you one day you had an aha moment about the fact that it was really the most expensive hobby Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically from that
1: one person who emailed me and said, I'd like to carry your shoes in my store, which was in Australia, um, that grew to, um, I joined Etsy Wholesale back when that existed and grew a list of retailers there. And then I joined Fair right when they first started and grew a bunch of stores there until I was selling to a hundred retailers. But because of wholesale markup being what it is, I was spending all my money on materials and people to help me sew to keep up with orders. And there wasn't anything left for me at the end of the day, but it was taking a lot of time to sell those orders. So at that point I said, this isn't fair to my family. It's not fair to me. And I either need to start paying myself or I need to stop. And so I gave myself a one year timeline and said, if at the end of the year, I'm not paying myself, I just need to quit. And that's been a huge motivator to really go through the whole program and implement everything you know exactly as you yeah. say and it's it's been a life
0: changer honestly because I feel like a lot of us get there a lot of people get there mm-hmm. they, like you poured your heart and soul into that business and you actually really achieved a lot like to be uh, in a hundred retail stores find people who can sew for you, come up with all the designs, run all the aspects of your business by yourself. You're so far in that you actually feel like you're really close, right? Mm-hmm. Really close. Yeah, I
1: saw there was a lot of potential there to do a lot of things. And I just got to the point where I had done all the things I knew how to do. And I said, what, what now? Like, yeah. how do I get there? And that was where the inner circle was a huge, where you
0: build um, all that those gaps in my knowledge? Yeah, yeah. so let's talk about because a couple of things I know about you because of course we had a chat first. So I know that you uh, you had a traffic issue. Like I think when you came to us, mm-hmm. most of your business was wholesale, and you've got a couple of sales a week on your Shopify site. Mm-hmm. So you'd already like taken the leap and said, okay, I need to be uh, not exclusively on Etsy and Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, But what was your traffic like when you came to us? Was it low? It was very low,
1: which my conversion rate was very high because the only people that would come to my website were coming there because they knew what it was and they wanted to buy it. Um, But there was, I think I was getting like maybe 200 people a week on my website if I was lucky. Yeah.
0: And so is that where you dove in first? Yeah. And,
1: And I mentioned to you when we were chatting before, I thought I had tried Facebook ads. And I didn't immediately get sales from them. So I said, well, these don't work. And I, I quit uh, Facebook ads. And then I had an email list of about a thousand people, but I had gotten it in a way that wasn't great. I did um, <laughs> one of those baby expos and they give you the list of everybody that's attended. And I just put that in MailChimp and then I emailed those people and nobody opened my emails because they didn't yeah. know who I was. And so I said, well, email doesn't work and Facebook ads don't work, so what now? And then once I started doing the inner circle training, I realized, oh, it, it does work. You just have to do it right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. and you know, that's the thing. So if I can think about what what we teach people in the inner circle or what people come to understand in the inner circle is that when we're trying to do something and we don't get the result we want the first time or the second time, it actually doesn't mean that we're not getting results. It it really just means that the goal we set for that was the wrong goal. I, I think like when I think about Facebook ads and I think that is so common because I see it all the time, right? Oh, I spent $300 mm-hmm. on Facebook ads and I didn't get any sales. The, and and I think that we all expect that everything we do should result in a sale. Like we're it's almost like it, we're entitled and I don't mean it in a bad way. We just think, well, everybody else gets that. So why mm-hmm. shouldn't we? And I, I feel like that's the... one of the big things that we learn in the inner circle is what's normal and so it's Mm -hmm. it's normal you know now that if you get a list from a baby expo you might as well just put it in the trash (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think I I just went back and
1: checked and I have cleaned every single one of those people out of my list not as I have about 6,000 people on my email list today and it doesn't include any of those original thousands they just
0: weren't the right people they weren't the right people. It wasn't what you were doing. Same with your Facebook ads, right? It wasn't your product or your website. It was probably the way you were targeting it. And so you dug in, (laughs) just did the, Mm -hmm. you know, test it to figure out what works for you. So where are you at now with traffic? Like, how is it even a a thing for you? Or does it like, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff you still do all the time to drive Mm -hmm. traffic. But is it more of like a part of part of your habit, your daily or weekly routine, what do you do with it? What do you do for traffic, Kelly? (laughs)
1: Um, So I do, um, I do run Facebook ads um, and I have kind of like an ads funnel set up at this point. I got all of my cold traffic ads going. And at this point, the the one that's doing the best is at least six months old. It's from the spring, um, from the early spring. And it's, it's getting me like eight, no, six cents clicks. So I just leave it go and I don't touch it. Yeah. So
0: you get Um,
1: traffic just by doing that. Yeah, I get about 10,000 people to my website a month now. Um, So my bigger goal is figuring out how to get more of those people back. But at this point, I don't worry about how do I get eyes on my website? That's become pretty automatic.
0: That's yesterday's problem.
1: Exactly. I and mean, yeah, it was a big problem in September last year, but now, yeah. You know, I've learned how to I learned how to get them the the first look on my site, which is exciting.
0: So cool. And so what would you spend on Facebook ads to do that on average? To get 10,000 so, um, people I'm to my sure, site? Yeah, and I'm sure not everybody comes from a Facebook ad. I bet you you drive a lot of traffic no. organically. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's, that's one good thing about selling wholesale too, is a lot of people will see me in a store and then they'll visit my site because they've seen me physically somewhere. Um, but I am spending about $15 a day now on cold ads, which sounds scary starting, you know, from a dollar a day, scaling that up. But, um, yeah, it's been worthwhile to get those people onto my funnel. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And you don't
0: necessarily expect a sale the minute somebody hits your site, right? No. You already know what mm-hmm. your what your next step is to convert them. That's so so cool. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so you had a goal in September to uh, give yourself one more year to figure out how to change your business. Like you had, you were successful on paper. Your business made sales. And it was successful. And you had actually grown it by getting people to do some of the work, but you weren't able to pay yourself. And so you, that was your challenge, was to take what you had and change it so that you actually got a paycheck from it. And so when did you really start taking a paycheck from September? When did, how long did it take?
1: So it's funny. Um, we did a, a Zoom call, what, like April? Yeah, and that was the point you said Kelly, you need to take a paycheck today like take this amount and put it in your checking every every week and pay yourself and that was when I finally started doing it. And then I listened to your podcast episode on how to figure out what to pay yourself. And after I listened to that I went back in and did the math and I said,
0: Oh, I can pay myself more. So at that point I actually gave myself a raise. (laughs) Oh, at a girl. Actually, I remember yeah. that we did fifteen-minute feedback together, and and I think mm-hmm. the thing we're we're afraid of is this: you that you're afraid that you'll pay yourself, and then you'll just need the money in the business, and you'll end up giving it back anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you said something in that podcast that I related with so much that if the money is in your business, you're there's going to be a need for it. You're going to need more material, or you're going to need more equipment, or advertising, or whatever. And if you just pay yourself that money. All of a sudden, for whatever reason, it it still worked out.
0: Yeah, yeah. because we're so yeah. in love with our businesses. And uh, if I gave you a thousand dollars tomorrow, uh, you wouldn't put twenty percent of it away for yourself. Well, you might now, but the average person would be like, "Oh, I know exactly what I'm getting, and it would be more stuff." <laughs> yeah. Or more ads, but I don't like, you know, we don't have a community of big ad spenders, but yeah, we have to really be uh, intentional or it will never happen. We can't wait for like the heaven to open up and say, oh, pay yourself. It has to be, it has to be a conscious decision. So you've been paying yourself for six months. Yes, And you got a raise. I did. Yeah. And nothing bad happened. Only good things. So (laughs) no. That's so good. So listen, so that's not all that's happened to your business in the last year. The other thing that you've been able to do is hire a VA. And so did yes. you, she come before the paycheck or after the paycheck? Before. i I've paid uh probably four people before I paid myself at this point.
1: That's okay. But yeah. Um yeah, I just I kept thinking Man, social media, it's just one of those things you have to do it, but it's not fun and it's just a time suck. And then when I really looked into what it cost and once I realized what that meant for my business, I realized all I had to do was make one sale a week. And if I could redirect my efforts into things that that really affected growth and gave the social media stuff to somebody else, I could do way more than one sale a week. And so at that point I felt like I couldn't afford not to hire a VA.
0: So smart.
1: And <laughs> she did that.
0: I could ask you to get off this podcast and go sell something and you would be back to me in an hour. <laughs> a sale, right? Like that's how in control of things you are now. For mm-hmm. sure. You would just have to like pull a list of people on Klaviyo that have looked at a product a couple of times and send them something. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. So you hire the VA and what does she do for you? Uh, she does all of my social media posts and then she also manages my brand rep team. Oh, so cool. So that takes a lot of the busy work and the communication, the back and forth off of your hands. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a couple of things that are interesting there. And the the one thing is that I asked you earlier, what what was the one thing that you've done in the last year? that had the most impact? Because we know your sales have gone through the roof. We know you're able to take a paycheck. I did not know that you got a raise. I know that you got a raise. I know that you got a VA. I know that you're looking to rent space. So all those are amazing signs of your progress. But what was that one thing? Because I think people will love to hear if they, you know, if they could dig deep and figure out what's going to be the catalyst for all this positive change. Can you share with, uh, with everyone who's listening, what the catalyst was for you? Because it's not what people would think. Yeah.
1: Um, ultimately I figured out what it is I'm actually selling. You always hear people talk about, um, what do your people need? How can you serve them? And I realized through building an audience and everything that my people are moms and they're overwhelmed and they're stressed, but also they're lonely and they're bored. And what I'm giving them is baby shoes, but really it's something to look forward to. Um, so I've started running every week. We do a different event and it's something for them to be excited about and participate in and join in together. And really that idea of community and, and having a fun thing to do together that week, that's, that's what I bring to my audience.
0: Yeah, and that, you do that in a Facebook group?
1: I have. um, So I'll send to my email list. I send them an invitation to whatever it is we're doing that week. And then most of like all the live videos and everything take place in the Facebook group, Facebook
0: group. And how do you get people into that Facebook group?
1: So the Facebook group, I don't advertise it so much on my feed because I want, by the time people to get there, I want them to have a relationship with my brand. So I usually, um, it's part of my welcome flow. Once you sign up for my email list, you'll receive an invitation to join us in our exclusive uh-huh. community for for Kibbuti people.
0: And uh, okay, so now I'm going to back up. And so, what's the best way uh, for you to get? Uh, lead gen. like what? What's really working for you to get people on that email list so that you can invite them to the group and then you can offer them all the things and then they buy? Um, I would say it's a combination of
1: pop-ups and giveaways. I know you've been talking a lot about collaboration. So I've done um, with a few other makers, I've done one giveaway I did with um, Laurel, who owns Bay and Made. We made um, each collaborating items. And then we gave away a set and I actually just did another collaboration with somebody who makes bows. So I sent her some of the fabrics that I designed and she made bows for me that match my shoes. And then we, I did a giveaway of the, um, the special like limited edition bows that she made. And that got a lot of her audience into my list.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. And so uh, I did actually see your collaboration with Laurel because she's in the inner circle. So when you Mm -hmm. are already both on the same page, it's just so much easier, right? There's a lot less explaining Mm -hmm. to do. But you actually made shoes that matched one of Laurel's outfits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That she made a romper and the pocket on the romper
0: was um, some of the fabric that I designed for my shoes. So smart. And, ha- and uh, did you make it a very limited edition collection? Like how, how, uh, how did you position that so that there was uh, some urgency for people to buy?
1: It was available for a short time. I think we did end up extending it because it went well. Um, but it was like a limited, um, a limited time thing. And then we also did a giveaway at the front of it um, to get people you know, to say, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in that thing. I'm excited about this thing.
0: So you did a giveaway. You showed everybody Mm -hmm. what it was. You did a giveaway. You promoted it to your audience. Laurel promoted it to hers. Now I know Laurel Mm -hmm. and Laurel will not spend money on ads. (laughs) No, we didn't spend a dime and we got a few hundred people on our list from it. Wow. And then you said, uh, was it like a pre-order then? So they ordered it and then you made the products. It was a little bit
1: of a combination of things. So I already, I keep my shoes in stock because I have my people sewing for me. Um, So when they would place an order, Laurel would get the order for the romper and I would get the order for the shoes. So she was making to order because she's got more things with sizing and stuff. Um, I would send out the shoes right away and
0: just (laughs) be done. Super cool. So that's great. So the other thing I think people are going to be really interested in. So you have this great Facebook group, you have an amazing rapport with your audience, you show up every week with something fun for them. And you do that uh, in your group and also by email. But you mentioned that your VA manages your brand rep team. So I know people are going to be interested in that. Tell me about that. Yeah, so basically we just
1: have a little private group that it's just my VA and I and our brand reps in and we actually have three roles on our brand rep team so there's the majority of the reps take pictures I send them shoes and they take pictures and send them back. We also have a couple of people who just I, my VA gives them content and they post it on their social media to their audiences. And then we have a couple of people who are in the Facebook group, and they're kind of just like, you know, the plants in the audience where they'll comment on everybody's posts and every once in a while they'll post an update to get people excited. And that's really helped for a conversation. So she'll give, and we call them viral marketers, she'll make the content and give them to those people. And then she also collects all the pictures from the people who are um, taking photographs of the shoes and their kids wearing the shoes. And she organizes all those into Dropbox. So if I ever want to do any kind of marketing, I just go to Dropbox and the pictures are there and I don't have to to worry about any of the rest of it.
0: So, uh, so how did you follow the brand rep training in the, in the inner circle or did you like, how do you find your brand reps? What's your, what's your plan? I did follow,
1: um, some of the brand rep training. I've tweaked it a little bit. Ah. Um, So I email my list and I invite them to apply. And then I have um, the funnel set up on the back of there's a a form set up on my website all the time that you can apply. And there's a funnel set up on the back of that, which is all from training in the inner circle. And then I also invite the people in my group like, hey, you're a member of our community. I'd like to invite you in even further to be a member of our team. Um, So my last brand rep search I chose eight people I had 126 applications wow so,
0: and so uh, the exchange you give you send them uh like how how much product do you send them
1: I, so for the people who do pictures, I send them one pair of shoes, the shoes that I want them to photograph. And then they also get a discount on further purchases. Mm -hmm. And then for everybody else, I give them a store credit code that's equal to the price of a pair of shoes and they can pick whatever they want. So they have something to post about too.
0: Yeah. And so, and so there's no real cash exchange here for you. And how long are they brand reps for? How long is their term? So I do a search
1: every season. And at the end of the season, if they're doing all the things that they're supposed to do and their children are still small enough to fit in my shoes, I let them stay until they don't want to do it anymore. Um, But at the end of every season, I ask, are you, are you still into this? Do your kids still work booties? Yeah. Um, So seasonal, but also ongoing. And how many pictures do you ask them for? Um, so I asked for at least five, some of them send me way more than that.
0: Yeah. I remember at we Squeak when we were doing this and it was hugely like, it. it's one of those things that is a long game for sure. Right. Like you can't. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see a huge burst of sales immediately when you do this. But I remember that we actually got to the stage. Well, first we got to the place where we didn't need to pay for any more pictures. Like there are some people out there that take really good pictures. So we didn't have to send Mm -hmm. our products to our lifestyle photographers. So that was a huge win (laughs) because we had enough. Mm -hmm. And then then it got to the point, though, that we had so many pictures, we were drowning in pictures (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and my VA and I just had to upgrade our Dropbox account for that right? reason she's like yeah. oh no this is too many <laughs> yeah and and it's interesting because the people who take the pictures your brand reps they're so great they are really invested and so you need to make sure that you post some of their pictures because if you take their mm-hmm. pictures and don't post them that's not great either but it means you mm-hmm. have stuff for Pinterest and email and like all the things and And it just makes it so much easier because they're telling their friends or they're showing uh, their circle of friends that, uh, they were in your email that day or on your Facebook or Instagram that day. It's so, Mm -hmm. so good. And the other thing I love about, uh, and it it sounds like you're doing it and viral marketer, that's a super smart word is that those, those few that are willing to go ahead and post your content. We did that too. So we would give them content every week. And so the reach you would get the free reach Mm
1: -hmm.
0: on your, um, on your posts, was so much better than what you could do if you were just posting on your account. So for you, I saw you had this super smart uh, design your own shoe sale. Mm -hmm. Not sale really. Right. There's nothing sale about that. (laughs) No, no. Those were a a premium product. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are some people that are just so interested in that. And I thought, Oh yeah. Like if you've got brand reps out there talking about this brand that they love and they wrap Mm -hmm. having a design your own sale that's a great way to bring new people into your audience without any event that's been the great thing about doing
1: um, a different event every week is that when they share our content it's not just one of those spammy here's a product here's the price go buy it it's an invitation to join us for this this event in this community you know come be a member of what we're doing
0: yeah and I'm sure that there are conversations about lots of things inside of your community, yeah, not yeah, just, absolutely. Not just me saying, "Oh, buy these this week, or you saying "Buy these this week?" but yeah, oh, that is yeah. so super cool. Good for you. Mm-hmm. So listen, I just thank you so much for hiding out on your phone <laughs> with me. Oh, it's my pleasure <laughs> <laughs> so let me uh let me ask you, uh, what's that going to happen next? at Kabooties? So
1: at this point, I am completely maxed out in terms of production capacity. So I'm looking for ways that we can grow. I need to hire another person to help cut back so that I can hire more people to sew shoes. Um, So that's the biggest thing is just growing our team. And then I'm looking into a couple of other options, like potentially moving out of my basement into a a different location, um, looking into the possibility of maybe printing our own fabric. Um, so there's a lot of exciting things yeah. on in the work.
0: And so as far as a, a goal for sales, would you, are you still on Etsy or are you uh, completely on Shopify now?
1: I just last week put my store like permanently on vacation mode. Um, yeah. How did it that just feel? got to the point where it felt so good. Um, but it just got to the point in between I'm not looking at Etsy enough to keep up with all the things they are changing, but I know they're changing a lot. And I'm just selling so much on Shopify that I can't keep up with Etsy orders, which is a a really great problem to have. Yeah. Uh, But I kind of had to stick to to the things that I own at this
0: point. Yeah. Do more of what's working Mm -hmm. because I would imagine. I mean, we all know the benefits of selling on your own website. First of all, you own your customers, but is Shopify also, your sales that you make on Shopify, would they also be more profitable than your Etsy sales for you? Um, I think so.
1: Yeah. I wasn't paying into the Etsy advertising or anything. Yeah. So I think a lot of the payment processing fees are comparable, Okay. Um, but Etsy also keeps coming up with different rules about how much they want you to charge for shipping or they want you to give free mm-hmm. shipping where on my website I've moved. I think it's, they want free shipping on every $35 order which is different than what I offer on my website. So there were a lot of things that they were asking you to give away that that would affect your margin for sure.
0: Yeah, plus the fact that you actually don't really, it's pretty hard for you to reach out to that same customer and send them a second pair, which you can actually set up automated on your site. Yep, yeah, Yeah. I have a a funnel in my email set up But at the time
1: where they should be growing out of their shoes, it automatically reaches out to them and says, hey, you're ready for your next pair. And you you can't do do anything like that. It's the best thing, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I probably got that idea from you. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: funny. (laughs) So so I have a challenge for you. And I would love you to uh, think about and maybe come back and uh, share with uh, us in the Inner Circle group. What is it going to take for you to double your paycheck? And what would be a good time frame? So you got over the barrier of paying yourself. So you paid yourself and I know mm-hmm. you've given yourself a raise since you mm-hmm. decided to just get over yourself and take a paycheck. So what is it going to take for you? Like, what do you have to sell? Um, what, what would have to change? Uh, like, could you make a laundry list and then put it of or- in order of what has to happen so that you can actually double your paycheck? Can I challenge you to do that? Sure. <laughs> <I don't laughs> yeah, it's, it's scary to think about, about, but it's so exciting. <laughs> I might, I can come and sit on your lap and tell you <laughs> <laughs> all the things. <laughs> yeah, I would love it if you would report back and say, "Hey, okay, it might not happen in the next three months. It might take a year." It might take uh, eight months. I don't know what it will take, but I think that you can't just, I think that's what so much many of us do is that we set a goal and then we don't put a plan in place. Yeah. Not realistic about what it's going to take, because Mm -hmm. what I heard from you was uh, that I maxed in my production. And so until you solve Mm -hmm. that problem, you actually can't solve, like you can't really grow your sales. So you'd have to really cut your costs (laughs) to take more, of a paycheck. And so that's where you mm-hmm. have to start. And I know that you're smart enough to already know that, but I would love to see a list. What does it take? You can just uh, start that post with, here's what it takes for me to double my <laughs> paycheck. And I'm, you tag me, I'm going to be there for that. <laughs> Cause, Cause wouldn't that be great?
1: It would be amazing. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Like you have a real business now. It's not a hobby. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's finally starting to feel that way. Yeah, Yeah. so listen, last thing. And then then I'm going to let you, I'm sure you've got a sore neck. So last thing is, what would you say, what advice would you give to somebody who's right where you are? That they have sales, they might be on Etsy, they might be on Fair, they might have a Shopify site that they can't pay enough attention to. They have sales, but they have worked at their business for a while, but they have not been able to get a paycheck. And they think it's right around the corner, but they don't know how to get there. What would you say Mm -hmm. to them? Well,
1: first of all, I would say, pick an amount that doesn't have to be huge but just start paying yourself. Um because you're ne- if there's never going to be enough money, there's always going to be a thing you need, So just just start. What number? <laughs> and what, you'll be amazed. You
0: start with when I bullied you into doing it. Was it really low? It was a $100, $100 that I was
1: paying $100 myself. a week. A mm-hmm. week a and it, honestly it felt like a lot <laughs> at the time and then once I started doing it I was like I have to find a way to get this up. <laughs> but it was really exciting. It gave me that, that boost to realize, Oh, I didn't bankrupt myself. It's okay. You know, and it's okay for my business to actually work for me instead of me to do all the work for my
0: business. Oh, I love that. I should put that. Mm -hmm. that. I'm going to write that down when we get off (laughs) because you, you had to give yourself permission. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So many of us struggle with that. We, we just, Mm -hmm. I can even remember way back in the day when I was, uh, you know, my first business. So that is really way back in the day. And I can remember, uh, walking around saying, Oh, everybody gets paid, but me (laughs) (laughs) thinking it was the universe's fault. Mm -hmm. Thinking it was everybody's fault, thinking it was just the situation that couldn't be fixed. But even then it was my fault. (laughs) Yep. Right. And
1: Yeah. And it's so easy to fall into that trap where you say, if I can only just do this thing, meet this goal, get past this barrier, then I'll pay myself. And that there's always going to be another thing. Yes. Um, So you just have to give yourself permission to start. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's like, um, it's like you think, okay, well, if I could just get to, you know, $5,000 in sales a month or $4,000 in sales a month, and you think that something magic is going to happen, And there's going to be all sorts of extra money in the bank. But what really happens is you actually have to keep making more inventory. So that's where all the extra money is going to, because Mm -hmm. you're trying to keep up with the sales. And I'm sure like you've had massive growth in the last year. So I'm sure you have to juggle your cash flow a fair bit to be able Mm -hmm. to afford that growth and get a paycheck. But I love what you said. Tell me that again. Can you just repeat that, but giving yourself permission?
1: That it's okay for your business to work for you instead of you only working for your business.
0: Okay, guys, you heard it right here from Kelly Barth. (laughs) She is the owner of Kabooties.com. Where can everybody find you, Kelly? Because they're going to have questions for you, I'm sure. And they'll want to see your great shoes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kabooties.com
1: is a website on social media. It's just Kabooties. Um, And you can find our group if you're interested in checking that out. It's called the Kabooties Community.
0: So cool! Thank you so much for mm-hmm. everything you do. You're such a positive, uh just lovely member of our community. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I won't thank chase you, thank you, you. hard, but I'm going to chase you because <laughs> I want you. No, to- I'm looking forward to brainstorming all those steps. That's yeah, a, a fun challenge. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much, Kelly. All right. See you. Great weekend. Thank you, Susan. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at The Roadmap to 50K, and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you, and we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner